Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Kendall Lehman, author, speaker, executive leader, and Air Force veteran, who continuously looks for ways to turn the complexities of business and life into simpler solutions for success. Welcome to the show, Kendall. Thank you very much, AJ. Good to talk to you around the globe this morning. You are welcome. It's a pleasure to talk to you. You're welcome to the show. Welcome to India. And I'm sure a lot of people will benefit out of your book that we'll talk about, out of your experience of life, the way you have tried to solve problems, make life simple. And so uh, you are not a simple layman. This layman has lots of knowledge to share, and that is what we will do this morning, this evening. India time, yours, morning time. So, Kendall, just to understand from you, you have written this book, The Gooder Life. Firstly, uh, what exactly is the gooder life? How can one live a gooder life? And how did you come to this word called the gooder? The gooder. Um... AJ, great, great to be on your show. Thank you for having me this morning. Um, I love spreading this message because I think it can help people change their lives. Um, when I was a young man, I went to my uncle's house one day for a family gathering and, and he asked me, he said, Kendall, how is your day going? And I said, it's going okay. And he looked at me and he said, no, that's not the right answer. There are two kinds of days, good or gooder. You make the choice. Um, that was a long time ago, many, many years ago, and, and I've shared that story over and over about how, what kind of day are you having? Are you having a good or a gooder day? And um, I began to think about that concept as I went through life and I worked in my career and as I had children and grandchildren and got older. And what I realized is that there are days where it's very hard to choose good or gooder. There are things going on in your life that, that maybe keep you from doing that. But what he was simply trying to tell me is that there are um, ways to live your life where you're trying to be better today than you were yesterday. Um, and that may be where you're living in a time of depression or maybe you're in a time of grief or maybe you're in a time of happiness. But in some of those places in life, there are days where it's just even hard to get out of bed. And so maybe today you're being better today than yesterday is that you got out of bed and got dressed today if you're in a depressed state or you're going through grief. Um, it's kind of a filter that we look at life through. There are things that we can do to be gooder today than we were yesterday. Um, there are principles that we can apply in our life. I was thinking this morning, AJ, before we had this conversation, if you can apply these principles to your life, what I would tell you is that you can change the world. And someone might look at me and say, well, how can I just by applying principles to my life change the world? But you know, in the 1960s, there was a meteorologist who created something called the butterfly effect. And what he talked about was if a butterfly flaps its wings, it moves air and that air moves to something else. And it's, it's a compounding of events that get bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, if you can apply a positive principle to your life today, if you can choose to live a gooder life today, you may affect someone around you, which will then affect someone around them. 
and you have that butterfly effect. And so people look at me a little bit funny, but I truly believe that if we make a conscious choice in our lives to live better today than we were yesterday, we can change the world if we all do that. Right, right. You have seen the world quite a bit. You have, have. seen the you have seen the Air Force life. You have seen a very disciplined life. You have seen the outside life. You have worked with startups. You have worked with Fortune 500 companies. So you you are the right master to talk about life, to talk about leadership, to talk about happiness, to talk about being good and doing good. So to understand from you, Kendall, who is this book of yours for? Who can benefit out of this? Well, you know, I could I could say it's good for everyone, um, and I and I truly believe that it is. Um, there's a lot of times where it's looked at as a leadership book. Um, there's a lot of times it's looked at for the mom who stays at home with her children. Maybe it's for the person working at the corner store. Maybe it's for the executive. I would say it's for everyone because it's principles to help us be better today than we are tomorrow. For the leader, it gives us principles to help us be better, which in turn is going to help us treat our employees better who work for us. We're not going to be a boss to them where we tell them things to do. We're going to be a leader, which leads by example and shows them how to live a better life today than yesterday. And maybe we can have a, a personal relationship with them that helps them be better tomorrow than they were the day before. So I think it's for everyone, AJ. Um, but but I think probably I focus in more on leadership and uh, speaking to people at young people at colleges, universities, and um, young leaders to help them get a good foundation set in their lives so that they can go and lead people in the right way, which is through relationships and bonding and and not a telling them and 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 being reliant upon numbers. Instead, we rely upon understanding their lives and helping them live a better life, which in turn will help the numbers in a company grow. Right, right, Kendall. You are an executive leader yourself. You are, if I understand, you already work with, with some big company, good company. I do. Now, you meet a lot of people. You advise a lot of people. You... Uh, motivate a lot of people what do you think in today's time in terms of leadership what is is it a good how do you see it are you happy with it are you not so happy with it because there is this great resignation there is this quiet quitting and there are leaders some leaders who have achieved quite a good for themselves then there is this imposter syndrome and if i if i if i if you allow me there are many imposters in real sense they have attained their positions uh, by different means they may you know because they can do things what what others will not do and a lot of people are only concentrated on profit there is not so much about doing good for others it is about doing good to their pockets so overall, different things here. How do you see the state of leadership today 
in different aspects of our life, especially, you know, in our business life? Wow, that is a great question, AJ. And, and if I didn't know better, I would think that you and I had talked before this conversation. <clears throat> um, I have coined a phrase to go along with what you said, imposters. I call them counterfeit leaders. <laughs> counterfeit leaders versus authentic leaders. You know, I heard a long time ago that when someone used to start working in a bank, there was always a concern of them taking counterfeit bills into that bank. And so they would go through training to understand how to find counterfeit bills. And they wouldn't study counterfeit money to become good at understanding counterfeit money. They would study authentic money so that they would be able to tell when they didn't have something authentic and they could tell those counterfeit bills. I think that's important for us in society and in leadership, like you talked about, to study those authentic leaders that come through our lives during our careers. You're right. There are people that are counterfeit leaders. They sit in a position of leadership and therefore there are people who will follow them simply because they're in that position. They sit in that chair and they feel that they have to be obedient to that. The problem is, is that you will only get maybe 80% of effort out of those people because they're simply going to follow you because they have to. Then you have those authentic leaders where people will give their all for that person. They will run through walls for that person because they understand that person cares about them as an individual and not just about the numbers. Um, I have seen a lot of things around the world and I've seen a lot of leaders that are good and a lot of leaders that are bad. And what I can tell you is that the leaders that I have found uh, that are good, that I would consider to be a gooder leader have been those people that have got to know you individually, have invested their lives into your life, have built a relationship with you and care more maybe about you outside of work than inside of work. And when you sense that as a follower of that leader, it makes you want to do anything for them. I think in our world today, AJ, the problem we have is that we are losing sight of what authentic leadership looks like because we're seeing more and more of what you called frauds, counterfeit leaders. Um, I've spoke at universities around the United States. And what I find is that the students, the young people that sit in these classes who are taught by teachers who maybe have never actually been in a leadership position themselves, but they're teaching about leadership. And so they're reading from a book. They put a PowerPoint slide on the board. They go through the points of what leadership means, but they don't say that from the heart. They're saying that from a book. And so these these young people are produced out of these universities and go into the workplace and become leaders themselves. And all they know is what they were taught from someone who wasn't a leader. And maybe they've seen fraud or counterfeit leaders around them. And that's all they have to pattern their lives after. I think for you and I, it is such an important mission to get in front of those young people who will be our leaders of our country someday and to tell them and show them what authentic leadership is truly looks like, because it's so important. We need them to know what to do in the future when we're not around to talk to them daily. And so 
Um, I think it's just important. And, and that kind of goes to the gooder life. I think these principles, I talk about essential attitudes and principles, simple things, AJ, that you can add to your life, but help you be that authentic person and not that fake person that we see a lot. We live in an we live in a virtual world. We're talking virtually right now. We live on a phone behind a screen name. It seems like everything has become a bit fake. We need to be face to face and we need to invest ourselves into other people's lives so that we can live in an authentic world once again. Right. Right, Kendall. You have put it very nicely. And you see, even if we are talking from uh, you know thousands of kilometers apart, at least we are our own selves. We are not, one is not a robot and not one is not a human. And then we together are talking uh, on an equal footing. We are trying to have a good conversation and authentic conversation so that people are able to relate to it. And that is one of the reasons perhaps people like my podcast there is no uh, no flip flop or unnecessary stuff or you know uh, no extra uh, i would say uh, the embellishment here like a lot of people embellish their resumes and then they say okay i come from a business school i have a great a great resume and so i can have and then uh, you you get a couple of good references alumni network and you get into some place and the world considers you as a leader yes and a simple manager who's actually a leader who's ready to do everything that is possible for his for his mates for his people for his company you know that person is sidelined and then he becomes he or she becomes part of the great resignation or tries to open his own company tries to make their uh, make a difference in whatever way he or she can there are so many of them in a state like this, when there is a hope, there is still hope, which is so much around, with especially young people around. What are the leadership principles, at, at attitudes that you have talked about in your in your book, so that you know people can know exactly this is the right path. This and you, and you have seen it. You are not a you are not a fake teacher here. You That's know right. about it. You have seen things on the ground. You cannot, you cannot be in the Air Force by default. You cannot just go to that place and, you know, just, just pretend to be there. That life is real. So when you talk about this, it will be real. When you talk about leadership, it will be real. When you talk about leadership in a form, it will be real. You are an executive leader yourself and in the right sense. You have worked with us. So when you say people will believe it, so help us understand what leadership principles and attributes that you have talked in your book so that people can learn. So many people are waiting to see, get the right path from somebody. like you. All right. Thank you for asking for that. So these are my, this is what I would call the three essential attitudes. And when I say essential attitudes, this is the foundation. If you can put these as your foundation, you've got a great start. The first one is being thankful. I think it is so important to get up every day as a leader and just be thankful of where we are in life. You know, um, yesterday was the anniversary of my sister's birthday. 
1987, she passed away right after childbirth. My only sister. That was a crushing blow in my life. Um, I'd never experienced anything like that. I'd never experienced grief like that. It, it is what I would call, and everyone uh, goes through these times in their lives, a life-changing moment. It's one of those things that you start one day and you go to bed that night and you see the world differently because something impactful has happened in your life. That may be a good thing. It may be a, a thing of losing a sister like I did. But when that happened, it made me change my life. It made me look at the world differently because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't know if tomorrow is even going to come. I don't know if an hour from now is going to come. Therefore, it is so essential that we have right now and that I am thankful for right now. And so I start off with number one, being thankful. Number two, being humble. Um, you see a lot of arrogance in the world today. A lot of proud people who are proud to say where they're at and the money they have and the houses they have and the cars they have, which mean absolutely nothing if you can't back that up with these principles. So thankful, humble, and lastly, respectful. We've all heard the story said that a good leader, an authentic leader, will treat the janitor the same way they will treat the president of another company. We don't look at position to tell us how we treat certain people. We treat them a certain way because they're human beings and because we appreciate that life that they have. And so thankful, humble, and respectful are the three essential attitudes that I think are absolutely necessary for, and, and, and we're talking about leadership right now, but I'm going to talk about friendship. I'm going to talk about coworkers. Anything you do in life, I think it's so important that we're thankful and we're humble and re respectful. Right. Right, Kendall. So in a, in a time like this, when uh, people are thinking about, you know, too much about themselves. And it is very difficult to, you know, balance things out. When we, when we talk about being good to others, there was a time when all the civics books, even religious books, they should take, talk, talk about, you know, be nice to your neighbor. Yes. Be kind to everybody. Try and help as many people as you can. Today, the same books are there. A lot of people talk about it. People learn about it. And then they forget about it. Yes. The way our society becomes. And then there is a new word that has come up is that self-care. How does one balance this thing? Even self-care is not negative. But then how do you balance uh, the self-care part? And keep it away from selfish part and are able to do good not only to yourself but to others or is being good or being the gooder is about just yourself yeah. does it also include others around you in the larger aspect even in terms of the planet itself because we are not we don't seem to be moving the right path how right. do you look at it what would you tell people who 
can get confused by so many voices all the time from different different places yeah um you're exactly right and and while it is necessary for us to concentrate on ourselves and make ourselves better um i think something we need to always remember is that it's not always about us it's about the other person you know when when i said thankful a while ago there's a lot of times that we get tunnel vision looking at our own problems and our own lives and what we need to do for ourselves what thankfulness does is when when you sit down and I, i've gone through this exercise wake up in the morning get a book uh, a notebook in front of you and write down things that you're thankful for what you'll notice is that when you begin to think outside of yourself and toward other things you turn your eyes away from yourself and you start thinking about things that you're thankful for it changes our perspective. It makes us look at things differently. And maybe the things that we looked at before <clears throat> that we felt were a problem, it looks like they look different. Those things haven't actually changed. Our mind has changed because we've become thankful. You know, I read a book one time that was called The Lost Art of Listening. And I was thinking about being listening. And that's one of my six building block principles is being a listener. Um, there are times where people need to talk to you and you have to remember, it's not about me. It's about them. One of the things I learned when I was in the air force, I went through a class one time and they were talking about leadership and leading people around you. And they said, one day you may walk into work and there may be someone who works for you who comes in and just isn't right there's something wrong with them that day they're not performing at the level you would expect them to perform at before you do anything where you go to them and and confront them about their attitude or you confront them about what their working habits are for that day first stop and think what might be going on in their lives what might be changing them today because this is out of out of the ordinary um I think that's so important for us today. And that's something we've lost, AJ. We don't think about the other person. It's all about me. And I'm going to make me happy. And I don't care about everybody else. I don't know what it's like in India. I suppose it's a lot like the United States here on the roads that we drive on. But, but we've coined the term over the last 10, 15, 20 years of road rage. You know, somebody may cut you off in traffic. What we do today is we get mad and we're going to confront them about doing that. What we should do is think, you know what? I don't know what the, what's going on in that person's life, but they may be having an emergency where they need to get somewhere real quick. That never crosses our mind today. That's a simple little analogy of, of what we're talking about here. But I think that, yes, you are exactly right. We have to change our perspective and think about the world as a whole. Now we're part of that world and we want to make ourselves better because making ourselves better or gooder helps that whole whole be better or gooder. But a lot of that is thinking about the people around us. And I think that's why we do what we do right here. We want to invest our knowledge into other people. It's we're not doing this for money because we're not getting paid to do this. We're doing this because we want to help other people be better. We want to, you know, what's the point of living our lives 
and going through everything we've gone through in our lives and not taking those lessons learned and sharing that with someone else so that maybe when they go through the same situation, they can think back about, hey, I remember this guy told me this. I'm going to try that in my own life. It's just helping people be better. It's leaving a legacy. It's helping people behind us be better. <clears throat> right. Right, Kendrick. So what would you tell, especially the youngsters, that how do they, when, when they talk about standing, you know, apart from the crowd, what is the best way to do that? Should they focus all the, put all the spotlight onto them, all the lights of the world onto them, or should they turn it to the other way and see how many faces, faces full of, you know, need of help. There is distress, there is problems. And you talked about road rage. Somebody needs our understanding of those actions. It's yes. the same here. It has yes. been a problem here, but you're right. Anybody can be in an emergency. So we need to have that empathy. What would you like to tell them, especially the youngsters, how they can stand apart from the crowd? Well, you know, one simple little thing that we can tell them is I was in a, um, I was in a business law class when I was in college and the professor came in on the first night and he said, the golden rule, treat others as you would like to be treated. It's as simple as that. And if we did that and he looked at all of the students in the class, he said, we wouldn't need this class right here about how to uh, litigate cases when someone doesn't treat you right in the workplace or something like that. Um, so I think the simple form of it is just treat people the way you want to be treated. Um, you talked about standing out. Um, there was a psychiatrist years ago, his name was Rollo May, and he wrote a book called Man's Search for Himself. And in that he had a quote that said the opposite of courage in our society is not cowardice, but instead it's conformity. It's very easy for us in today's world that's moving at the speed of Google, I like to call it. Um, we put something in a Google search and we get results back immediately. Yeah. We're moving fast all the time. It's so easy a lot of times just to say, you know what, I'm going to do what everybody else does because that's just what I've got to do right now. It's hard and it takes courage to stop and be a critical thinker yourself and to step out from being the follower always and instead maybe be the leader. You know, I have six principles in my book. I talked about being having a purpose in life, being a good listener, being a good thinker, being aware of our surroundings, making good choices and finally finishing the job. I think it's those six things that are simple little things. But unfortunately, we've lost them in today's society, it seems like a lot of times. If we will apply those two, those simple little principles to our lives, we won't always be the conformer. We'll step out and be that leader. We will be the ones who put the others first. It's not always about us. It's about someone else. You know, if you're going to be a good listener, you have to let the other person talk. I tell my, I tell my six-year-old grandson, and it's the simple thing we've all heard. We've been given one mouth and two ears for a purpose. 
we need to listen twice as much as we talk. You know, if we only ever talked, we wouldn't learn anything. We learn everything from listening. And so I think it's so important in today's society to stop, slow down, be quiet and listen and learn. Absolutely. Listen and learn. And there is so much to learn from you from and that is that is there in your book. So how do people get hold of that book so that they can read, listen a bit more, read to listen and to learn? Well, they can always go to my website called thegooderlife.com. Um, and of course, it's on Amazon, Books A Million, Walmart.com, all of the normal outlets. They can they can get the book there. And, um, you know, I've, I've always said on my on my website, if you want to send me a message from my website and you tell me you want a book that's signed, I'll sign a book for you and I'll send you a book. Um, we can always make a payment through Venmo or anything if someone needs to do that. Um, once again, uh, AJ, this is not about me making money or anything because I'm not. It's about sharing my life with others. And you have given me the opportunity today to talk to an audience bigger than probably I've ever talked to before. Um, but it's not about me getting up here and being the perfect speaker or anything like that. It's about me being able to share my life with other people. And hopefully I can help them have a better day today than they did yesterday. And if they get the book and they read those principles, hopefully that can help them be gooder. And, and just like the butterfly effect that we talked about at the beginning, that can change the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. I understand. You know, goodness, when you are good, you meet, you see good and you get that inspiration to do good. So buy your book and I'm sure you have been very good in the way you have conducted your life. You have learned the lessons. You remember the lessons from your uncle Neil, if I remember it, if I if I've read it correctly. That's correct. And you have put it, you have put it out to the world for their, you know, for their understanding. And as long as books are there, there will be hope. And the good hope is that you this year the sales of books have risen up. Barnes <laughs> and Nobles is opening more stores. They have opened more stores and they plan to open. And I'm sure when books are there, including yours, there will be a lot of hope. And, you know, inspiration around for everybody, because that, that's the way people learn a lot of things. My last question to you, uh, Kendall, is that, you know, when you look with the heart full of good in, your, in you and looking at the world and talking about things, you can afford to still just sit very, very quiet and be happy in your own space. Still, you are working uh, hard to bring out the goodness bring out that message to everybody what is it obviously i could understand it's not about money and that is where i use my i, I get an extra feeling that in a way i am trying to be that you know that that pigeon who is to earlier on take the good message from one place to another it yeah. is that way so how do you look at in terms of the journey that you had and what is it that you seek for yourself now what is it that you look for? Mm. First of all, AJ, every day I look at my life and I think I can't believe I'm as old as I am. I didn't think I'd ever, ever get here, but I'm here now. Um, that surprises me a lot of times, but I also look back at the road and the journey I've traveled. 
And um, I tell, I told my daughter this, this week, even that life is not always easy. In fact, it probably won't be easy, but it is extremely rewarding. There are things along the way that um, you can't be thankful enough for a lot of times. Um, you know, AJ, I hope to live a life that makes my wife proud and my family proud. I hope to live a life that when I leave this earth, people will remember some of these principles that I talked about. Um, I hope that I'm not remembered as someone that only cared about themselves. I hope that I'm remembered as somebody that cared about other people, as you said earlier, cared about the world. Um, we, we were given a privilege when we were born on this earth to live on this soil, um, to have the families that we have. Um, some are good, some are bad. Sometimes are good, sometimes are bad. But it was a uh, privilege to do what we do. I hope I can pass that privilege along and I hope I can invest myself in other people's lives and just help them be better. Um, that's my goal. And that's what I hope that my life lived leaves with other people. On this note, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for joining us. Thank you.